The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, January 20th. We're getting closer to the divisional games because this weekend on CBS, the NFL Divisional Round presented by Intuit TurboTax Live begins Saturday at 4.30 Eastern with Joe Burrow and the Red Hot Bengals headed to Tennessee for a meeting with the top-seeded Titans. Then on Sunday at 6.30 Eastern, it's a highly anticipated rematch for the ages when Josh Allen and the Unstoppable Bills offense take on the equally unstoppable Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We'll get you set for both games on the NFL Today, the NFL Divisional Round, presented by Intuit TurboTax Live this weekend on CBS. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, smash that like button. Uh, make sure you subscribe and turn on alerts. We'll be alerted when we go live. We go live uh, basically after every playoff game. So we'll be, or playoff, uh, you know, set of playoff games. Um, and uh, hit that uh, five-star rating if you're, if you're listening on Spotify. Joining us to go over some coaching news, the one and the only, Josina Anderson. Josina, what's up? Well, well, you know, I was going to put back on my red suit that I had on from my HQ hit. <laughs> and then I decided, you know what? No, I'm comfortable. This is the way I'm talking to Will. So I feel like doing it. So ho- hopefully Love. on your pod, you're welcoming me with my, uh, my, my juicy, um, juicy couture. This is vintage back in the day, reminiscent of a, a little, uh, JLo type thing. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, you, you, it's very, very apparent on, uh, that this podcast is casual. I hope that is, <laughs> I hope that is I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a uh, a knit cap indoors. It's very cold in my office. In my oh, office. okay. This explains the knit cap yeah. indoors. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't have central heat or air up because it's about it's like a it's like an above garage apartment type thing. Oh, and, okay. Um, or you didn't pay your heating bill. Yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I have like a I have like a gas fireplace oh. that I can turn on, but it gets it where it's like almost like too hot in here. Mm. And then you know, and, and so and I like to I like to kind of bundle up in the winter for the playoff games. Makes so, what does your wife think about you wearing the knit cap indoors? She makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> but I'll wear it like downstairs in the in the house, like just in like seventy degree warmth. Like I'll just be walking around it. She thinks it's she she's just gotten. I think she's moved past it. Honestly, <laughs> it's like what's. I mean, clearly this is, you're so used to this. Like you don't even really notice the fact that you're doing this podcast with the knit cap indoors. That is, that is correct. I do yeah. not, uh, I do not <laughs> flinch when it comes to wearing a knit cap indoors. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to the, the business. Nobody, 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 nobody cares about my fashion, but they do care about the NFL coaching carousel. Uh, mm. we, have, we have eight. It looks like we're probably going to have eight openings. Rich Bisaccia has uh, interviewed for the Raiders job. And by the way, we said, uh, yep, this will probably be a slow carousel. Nope. You still get a third of the league turns over no matter how many people get hired each year. It's like it's amazing. Um, well, it's funny that you say that, Will, because at the time when everyone was focusing on the Jaguars and the Raiders, obviously the two ones that had the vacancies um, 
during the regular season, uh, NFL source that I speak to, who's been in the league, dealing with the league for over two decades, talks to all of these various owners. Right. And I said this on HQ, like three weeks or so before the end of the season, he said there will be the same number of openings anywhere from mm. six to eight um, going into the season. And, and he also said, you remember, you know, like we look at this, like, you know, none of us are millionaires or billionaires, or I don't know, Will, if you're hiding any money in uh, the Cayman Islands, whatever. I am not a two comma person. <laughs> I, I am also not a two. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm married with a, I'm married with a child. I'm, okay. I, I'm not a two comma person. Although I am going to the Cayman Islands in, in a few months. If that, oh, if, are you really? Not to pick up a mysterious stash of money. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. We don't want it to be that uh, one. Um, as far as you or any federal Gene, agency. Gene, what is that movie with Gene Hackman and oh, the um, firm. Tom Cruise? There you go. Yeah, so I don't know if you're going you. to the Cayman Islands to do anything like that. <laughs> no, no, but, no, no. Uh, there you go. But uh, anyway, so he said to me that these owners don't, you know, flinch when it comes to the fact that they're billionaires. If they want to make a change, you know, what they can, the money that they have to spend to do these and pay out coaches is still relatively couch money. So he was still on the money with respect to the number of vacancies. Uh, but really, even I, I would say, well, as a reporter covering these, I was just telling this to my Texan source and whoever I was talking to just leading up into the show. And I was just like, it's too much. It's it's too much, right? Now, there's too many interviews. Is <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. I was basically like, everybody just talk to me when you're down to the finalists because it's almost too much to keep up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> even, it's, and it's, even it's, the it's, general it's, managers it's, on top. And then on top of that, the teams that are also interviewing general managers, going around to the second round. You've got the Giants supposedly down to, you know, Ryan Poles and Schoen and what have you. We'll see what the Vikings do. Um and interestingly enough, yesterday, just to add this in here before you, um, you know, uh, uh, interject here, but, you know, somebody, I won't say the coach's name and maybe I'll tweet this out, but, you know, mm. someone was telling me that, uh, you know, there's a candidate out there who would prefer to be paired with Dorsey. And I thought that that was very interesting because I don't know if I brought this up with you last week. I was just like, huh, you know, the one thing that's very interesting with all of these candidates is that none of them have been general managers before. Right. And so while like a team like the Giants uh, is looking for a clear direction moving forward after Dave Gettleman and, and Judge, um, you know, it's interesting still that the organization is going to go into the hands of somebody who still hasn't done it before. And I can understand why this coach would like to be paired with Dorsey because say what you want with regards to the Cleveland Browns. When you look at his draft record and the talent that he has brought into the various teams that he's worked with, you can't argue with that. Oh, I mean, Dorsey, you know, things didn't end well in Cleveland and he, you know, things didn't really end well in Kansas City, but Dorsey, Dorsey secures talent. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the Browns built their foundation. You know, he did draft Baker, which you know, I guess is. Anyway, no, no, no. I, I still going back then. I don't have a problem with uh, Baker relative to the uh, the talent and all the things that were said at the time. And I still like is is Moxie. That's a whole you know different conversation. But um, but but all in all, you know, he is a strong when it comes to bringing in the talent and assessing the talent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. So just <laughs> looking around. No, I mean, I, I agree with you completely. But. Um, so looking at, is it, is it a veteran coach who wants to be paired with Dorsey or a new guy? 
No veteran coach. Okay. Yeah. You would, would have the would have the mindset to 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 to, to look think for about that. Right. And 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 some of these teams and where and where that's coming from, just to illuminate that a little bit, is that some of these teams are obviously asking their preferences. It doesn't mean that they'll go in that direction. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean this, you know, person will get hired or not. We'll see. And we can have that conversation too, where you're you're hearing certain names of people associated with teams whether you agree with that or not, or just based on kind of the matchmaking game, uh, love mm. connection, who was who our guy back in the game, the two and two who did that, you know, who was that? We'll be back in two oh, and yeah. two with the love connection, Chuck oh, Woolery uh, or whatever his Woolery, name is. That's it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. You know, we've been, we've been playing that, you know, who, oh, yeah. who, who do we think, where, who do we think should go and where, but where, who do we think will get picked? But, you know, who would you match with, you know, the teams that are open is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's let's look at Denver really quick, because I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting job with the ownership change uh, coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that they've already interviewed Jonathan Gannon, Luke Getze, Aaron Glenn, Nathaniel Hackett. I think we talked about this, right? The, the two the two Packers guys are on the list, which you know makes sense from a, uh, you know, like if Rogers is going to bounce, we, we'd like to know. Uh, Gerard Mayo, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. So multiple Cowboys, multiple uh, Packers in terms of their interviewees. And they've also requested Eric Bieniemy, Brian Callahan, and Kevin O'Connell. Have you heard what I'm saying, Will, it's too many names. Oh, my yeah. God. You just name like, half the coaches in the NFL. Go ahead. I mean, that is – it is actually eight interviews and then three <laughs> more requests. I mean, that's 11 interviews. Like, if – I get that it's good that you want to hear from as many people no, as No, you possible. should be thorough, but from a reporting but standpoint like- – I just like, don't. Didn't you have an idea of who you might want to hire? Like, didn't you? Have a, like, I feel like you have a short list, and that's how you do it. But maybe. Well, part of it is intel gathering. Part of it is, you know, you know, for future things, and and so I don't. It's not that I have a problem with it being thorough. All I'm saying is, from a reporting standpoint, talk to me at the second round and after because this first round is just like it's almost like with the field of sixty four with March Matt. It's just too much right now. It's like it's like a spray and pray type of thing where they're just <laughs> you know they're just you know. They're just trying to get as many you know guys in the building as they can, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, what do you what do you what do you think their sort of direction is? Uh, they have a GM in place in George Payton. Um, you know, he he is uh, he was in Minnesota when I believe when they hired Mike Zimmer. I don't know that that necessarily gives any real indication as to what uh, you know what the the what he might do in terms of hiring his own guy. But it does seem like he is. I guess he's trying both sides. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, you know, Mayo, uh, you know, we're talking about defensive guys and Dan Quinn, of course, and then several offensive guys as well. Uh, do you have a, do you have a sense on how that search is sort of going? So I, I have talked to a, a source who went through uh, one of those interviews and just talking to, you know, some people around the situation. And uh, one of the things that they told me that stuck out to them, even though it is somewhat of a football cliche, is that a leader the- of men. Leader of men that they are looking and it did in that they're not necessarily offense oriented or defense oriented. Um, And this person came away very, very impressed um, with the general manager, George. Peyton, not Patton, even though it looks like Patton. I have to yeah, keep telling good. myself that even when I say it, because I can't say it how it looks. And um, so that was that. It, but obviously there's been a lot of talk as far as the Broncos and their affinity, uh, you know, for Dan Quinn. A lot of people think that this is the way that it's going to go. We'll allow the Broncos to get through the entire process. Obviously it is um, hard to not notice uh, the way in which uh, Dan Quinn helped to really galvanize the Cowboys defense, the, sure. the energy that he has. It, and it, it kind of reminds me similar to Robert Sala when he was just constantly uh, taking photographs of on the sidelines and, and, and That's so it, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, so that it's kind of the same Ingram's thing. The Ingram's getting the camera love every week. With the yeah. back of the pad out there, like, you know, chilling it up in the box. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so, I, so you know, I do, so should we as media people, should we get a stipend, you know, when that happens? You know, yeah. like basically, we help you get the job. <laughs> yeah, 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 Dan, get, Dan, you owe CBS or, I guess, Fox, because it's the Cowboys. I'm just saying, you know, all that camera yeah. time, you know, and then you get the job or whatever. So um, these are the things that you hear. Um, but at the, but here again, with the defensive candidates, they still have to come into this interview with a strong plan as to what they're going to do on the offensive side of the ball. And from Dan Quinn, I'm sure he had to go into that interview explaining what is it that he has learned since his time with the Atlanta Falcons, subsequently firing all three uh, coordinators and, uh, what he was very vocal about at the outset of him taking the job with the Dallas Cowboys, which was all the self-evaluation, self-scouting he did of himself coaching you know to really and and asking other people around the league what they thought of his coaching and certain things like that and using all that intel in terms of how he was able to corral the the Cowboys defense so I would not be surprised there um but again uh, with all of the teams that have a, a very huge question mark at quarterback it's not just about being a rah-rah and you know galvanizing that defense you know the offense is not the one the defense rather is not the one throwing the ball Right. You know, it's, it, it, doesn't, you know, so, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult to get, you know, to make the, the Broncos defense be effective. I mean, like that's, I feel like anybody can do that. It's figuring out how to handle this offensive situation and where to find a quarterback, you know, what your options are. And, you know, certainly if they thought that they could be in on Aaron Rodgers, that's why they're, you know, Nathaniel Hackett makes a lot of sense because if, you know, if Aaron Rodgers does decide he wants to leave green Bay and I don't think he will, but you know, things can certainly change on the fly, you know, depending on you know what happens this weekend in the playoff games, then, you know, having a comfort level somewhere else would be kind of paramount for that. Um, it, it, it definitely helps, but at the same time, you know, you have to weigh it, it, both, both sides of the ball are important. So yeah. If and you can't have Dan Quinn and Hackett, <laughs> right? Right, 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 so right. Is there a way because Aaron Rodgers is such a quote unquote controller of the offense? You know, if I'm a a rod, I'm thinking, okay, is there? And I was thinking about flirting over here with the possibility of going to Green Bay. Would there be a way to get DQ or someone you know who has this prowess on defense and somebody out there? Um, you know, on offense, you know, from a coordinating standpoint, that would make you feel, you know, comfortable. And obviously, one of the names that are rolling out there, too, is what's going on with Pep Hamilton and all these other things, people wondering, you know, uh, you know, why isn't he getting uh, bumped up to the offensive coordinator level or our head coach just based on the clear results that keep happening with the places that he goes, you know what I mean? That's right, another conversation sure. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um the is it is it weird to you that the Bears and Giants, you know, they're like, we our organization runs, we hire a general manager, and that general manager hires the coach, and then the coach reports to the general manager. Is that how they sound? Is that how they sound? Is that, that, is that how Mar sounds? Okay. No, that's, that's, that's is terrific. that your Mar impression? Or no, 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 no. no. Mar would okay. be like, so we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, my, that was my uh, that was my George McCaskey impression. Oh, okay, you know okay. I just I wasn't clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, sorry. I was, I was, I, had oh, did, I was like, no breaking news again. Oh, no, 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 no breaking news this week. No, 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 no. Okay. No breaking news. Um, okay. You don't even want to know. It's stupid. Uh, okay. It involves a golf ball and, and water. <laughs> okay. um, at, at any rate, um, the, 
is it, I mean, do you, is it surprising to you that they're, I mean, it seems a little counterintuitive that they interview the coaches and the, before they do the GM process, but I guess maybe they want to narrow down their list or get comfortable with some of the candidates. I always feel like, you know, when they tell, you know, they tell these, they, you know, they tell the fans like, here's how we're going to do it. And then they go out and do something different. It's like, you've already, you've already found some coaches you like. You're now going to foist these coaches onto this GM when you, you're going to find, or you're going to find a GM who likes the coaches you already like. It seems I don't know. It seems like a, it seems like the process. Well, a lot of it is information gathering what people are comfortable sure. with. Can the organization be comfortable with it too? And at the same time, at least in the Giants example, they're in the midst of trying to, you know, shed their whole skin with how they've been doing things in the past, right? And get themselves comfortable with going out of the organization or going away from the people that they have typically felt comfortable with or that their evaluation process has led to the Ben McAdoo's, the Pat Shermer's, the Joe Judge, you know, so what is it about that they like those candidates and are part of that process that they one need to change. And, and it is very hard to just wait and be completely tunnel visioned on mm. hiring a GM while all these like 900 NFL teams are in the midst of trying to hurry up and grab a coach and you're behind, which is right. why will you and I talked about this last week. You know, it, that's why it never made sense with the whole thing with Joe judge. I mean, you see, as, as you can see, this stuff takes time, particularly when you're actually trying to do it right. <laughs> yep. I, no, no, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, it is a lengthy process and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to sort through, um, uh, 11 different candidates or whatever. So, um, any, uh, any buzz on, uh, other, do, do we think any teams are close and is it, are you surprised that nobody's made a formal hire yet? You, I feel okay, like usually. Well, so with the Texans and for example, I know that they spoke to, uh, Flores, Heinz Ward, uh, Lombardi, Lombardi, uh, Jonathan Gannon and, uh, the OC from the, um, from the uh, the Cowboys is supposed to be coming Kellen up Moore. Towards, yeah. yes um at the end of this or what have you and um and and so what I was told just a couple of days ago that they're gonna you know kind of pause and slow down a little bit allow mm -hmm. the, the games to happen this weekend and kind of go back into it I mean just looking at these names I think it's pretty you know clear that they want you know Brian Flores that's that's right. what it looks like just when I'm looking at the list of of who they've interviewed so far obviously they're still going to you know uh, I think talk to Mayo and Quinn I believe they're supposed they have plans to do that um but it, it seems like that's the direction that they, you know, would like the, to um, the, the Heinz Ward and, and the Lombardi interviews were like, it was like, what? Like you did what? They seem like they're like, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to up our interview numbers. So people don't think we just zeroed in on Brian Flores. Uh, who, who will take an interview knowing that we were going to hire Flores anyway? I know Heinz Ward. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that for the people out there, you know, I'm going to allow, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you do your color and all that other stuff. But, but, the, but here's the thing. Um, I think the, the, the better question is, will Flores take this job and is it the best situation for him, especially coming out of what happened in Miami, right? So yep. when you're on your, if you, when you're on, now let's stop. I'm going to, I'm going to come over there in a second. Sorry, talking to my dog. Wait a minute. Right. Um, When you are like, when you're on your second stint, okay, you have to be very mindful of the perception that's going to emanate from that second stint relative to what people think of you as a head coach. So if this doesn't go right for Brian Flores, you know, it, you know, mm -hmm. could taint the perception of him sure. as a head coach. So he has to be very careful. So if you're Flores, Will, 
do you i think what does he have another interview with the giants i believe or who, who yeah, else I, think, I, think that's correct. I mean the, the, the bottom line is if you're flores and you take the texans job yes you have some familiarity and comfort with nick casario who he spoke they've spoken highly of each other and then jack easterby too but you know you just got fired two you know two year or three years into you know a successful run in miami there's nothing to say that you can't be fired if, if the Texans stink for three years and the Texans might stink for three years. And it doesn't sound like Deshaun Watson would be uh, like in, enticed. Oh, by and let me, let me clarify that for you real quickly. Yeah. All right. So for those of people out there and I haven't even had a chance to tweet about this, whatever, cause I don't, whatever, but I'm on your show. So we'll talk about it. So the whole, the Brian Flores thing and the Watson thing. All right. From my understanding, they've, there, there's not like this uh, ongoing relationship and need to be tied or what have you right. like, and, and Watson's situation with the Texans was never about the coach Cully or what have you. It's, it's, it's not about that. So about the just, just, just take away the whole, you know, connection of Watson wants to go with Flores and that's why he's coming to the Dolphins. I was just told a few days ago, Nick's all of that has, that has nothing to do with anything. So all of that is separate. And, and of course, Watson, um, to my understanding, is uh, his situation relative to wanting out of Houston has not changed. <laughs> gotcha. And that's, that's important because, mm-hmm. you know, if Flores is thinking about taking the Texan job, and I don't know what, you, what else you would do if you're Flores. Like, you've got to, I mean, you could wait and be, you could try and see if Belichick will have you back in New England. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you, do, if you don't think you could sit out a year, if you don't think the Texans job is the right one to have, I don't think you should definitely take it. Like if you don't think you can win, you know, or win you know, or start to turn the Texans around, then I think you have to be careful about it because, you know, with the, with the way that, um, you know, with the way that things go in the NFL, it's entirely possible that in three years, Cal McNair clears house, you know, and, and gets rid of everybody. And then you're gone too. And, and like you say, the perception after that second, uh, after that second job, you get fired from that. It becomes very, very difficult to flip it around. All right. Let's well, take- well and, and, and really yeah. before you take that break is that I just want to say, you know, so he has to weigh his options, uh, you know, carefully. And just because there's a high affinity for him in Houston um, and, and that's great. I mean, on one hand, you know, when, the, when the bar is low relative to the amount of wins that a team is just coming off of, theoretically that amounts to having more leash in terms of time to turn over the season and longevity for the coach. But at the same time, as we all know, the patience in the NFL is still can still starts off long and then it can get short relative to the talk around the team, how the fans are reacting. So if there's an opportunity there potentially with the bears or the giants or what have you, comparing that situation to what you've got in Houston. And the only thing too, with the giants is what I say about that opportunity that I've been saying is that the offense uh, with the giants is still very concerning for me in terms of what the plan is there. Daniel Jones, Saquon not being Saquon so far and even having that Achilles injury to Sterling Shepard and guys like that. Yep. No, I mean, it's uh, both those jobs, New York and, and, and Houston are, you know, you, you are are not easy. Need jobs. work. They, they need work. Need a lot of work. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos. You find a quarterback and you plug him in, and it works. I know that's easier said than done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the the Texans and the Giants jobs are 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 not good. Tougher. Um, tougher. Tougher. Yes. The uphill battles. You're fighting up about it. All right. Let's take a break, and when we come back, what coaching candidates are who are still in the playoffs mm-hmm. have the best chances to get hired next? 
Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So there are lots of coaching candidates still remaining in the postseason. Um, of the group, uh, I mean, like Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, we mentioned, Brian Callahan, Mike McDaniel, who's white hot now because of his goofy little press conferences. Um, D'Amico Ryans, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dayball, Eric Bienemy, just to name a few. Uh, Josina, what uh, what coaching candidates stand uh, that are still in the postseason, whose teams are still playing, stand out to you? Obviously, um, obviously the old like. Not these guys aren't, you know, this isn't like Brian Kelly bolting Notre Dame in the middle of the season. These guys aren't leaving the playoffs to go take a new job. They're going to coach with their team. So that's why maybe we've seen uh, a little bit slower of a process because of all the coaches, right? Well, yes. And, um, and you have to wait for them to get through their, you know, their games, the playoffs and the other thing. But here's one thing that I want to kind of put on people's, uh, not necessarily news, but what I think could be an interesting thing if the 49ers win. If D'Amico Ryan's defense does really well against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, this is someone's stock who could just, you know, go up, uh, not maybe exponentially, but definitively after that game. D'Amico Ryan's has been doing a really great job with that 49ers defense. Mm -hmm. They play with a lot of energy, kind of similar to what you saw with uh, his predecessor and, and, and Robert Sala. And not only that, but they play with this physicality. And that could really be on display in this game um, against Aaron Rodgers, particularly if you go back to the Packers game against the Browns, where the Browns almost beat Green Bay should have beat Green Bay if it hadn't been for I can go pull up that box score, however many uh, mistakes by Baker Mayfield in that game. But a good blueprint for what, you know, could be uh, successful against that team. So I think that that is one to watch that could further add more of a monkey wrench to all of these hirings and decisions that have to be done by these various teams. Um, um and I and I just think, you know, what's going to go on with the Raiders? What's going to go on with Harbaugh? You know, a lot of people still want to connect them to uh, Las Vegas. And, um, you know, Todd Bowles is Iberflus, you know, with Chicago or Brian Flores is going to be able to, you know, come in there with Chicago. Um, so, so many different things to watch. And I think it's very interesting that even out of all of these conversations that, you know, Josh McDaniel's name is not involved in 
any of them. Yeah. And then also Bienemy, I think just has is connected to the one uh, job in, in Denver as far as the interview. So very interesting in terms of what names are getting called, what names are not. Some people have their opinions about the offensive coordinator in Dallas getting all these various interviews, especially after that last play in the game. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I am surprised that people are that high on Kellen Moore. And I mean, I get, I get, I understand why people, like, you know, it's sort of the Sean McVay factor, right? Like everyone still keeps looking for the next Sean McVay, right? right? It's, it's a young, you know, young, uh, you know, <laughs> up and coming offensive coordinator, bright minded, you know, like explosive offense, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. I mean, like it's, it is weird. You know, and like, I haven't given, I haven't been easy on Mike McCarthy at all, but I mean, it's like, I mean, is everything, you know, is everything just going to be Mike McCarthy's fault and like all the good plays are Kellen Moore's plays? I mean, because that seems a little, yeah, you know, that's a little unfair relative to, uh, you know, relative to what, like, you know, how, how the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wh- how do we decide who gets what, who gets blamed for what? I mean, Mike McCarthy definitely deserves blame. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's like, I mean, Kellen Moore, it's Kellen Moore's offense too. You know, it's not just Mike McCarthy. Um, but let me ask you this, Will. If if Jerry Jones, and he has said that Mike McCarthy is, is still his guy, mm-hmm. if Mike McCarthy were uh, not going to be the head, head coach of that team and all of a sudden the owner said, okay, you know what, we changed our mind, just kidding, would you be comfortable handing over the head coaching job from the Dallas Cowboys to Kellen? I mean, I wouldn't, but I think Jerry Jones would. I think, I think, if, I think, I think if- that's the question. Would he even get his own vacancy? Well, the thing is with Kellen Moore, which well, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is obsessed with. He has like a major FOMO when it comes to, um, when it comes to like anybody he finds, you know, like Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, uh, Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore. Like he, you know, even if he accidentally stumbled into all these guys, uh, you know, he he believes he's like, oh, you know, I found I found this talent. Like this my my genius brain allowed me to discover these these brilliant people. Like I, I got to keep them around. Um, I think he would be if Kellen Moore got offered the Broncos head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry would be petrified at the idea of losing him and him doing really well somewhere else, and might still consider firing Mike McCarthy. Mm. And, and the same thing might go with Dan Quinn. I mean, also you have to wonder how is Mike McCarthy going to be if he loses both his coordinators this offseason? That's tough. That's tough for any coach. But if like the Dallas defense regresses because Dan Quinn bolts and you know, like you know bringing in a Mike Nolan type. I mean, that's, it's not going to work. Like that's, that's, so I, I just think there, are, I think that is still very much in play. I don't necessarily think that we can definitively say, okay, you know, Jerry is, uh, you know, Jerry is locked into Mike McCarthy. Well, and the other thing too is, and I, and, 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 and there's so many different layers and topics to this conversation. And mm-hmm. we talked about the coaches that have the energy and the favoritism from the media with how they're showed. And then you have some of the, the coaches who have the personalities that are more quiet and they're not as, you know, out there with their personalities, whether it be the Leslie Frazier or the Jim Caldwells or, or what have you, or even Brian Dabble to a certain extent, you don't really, you know, see him Byron like Lef- that. Leftwich to a degree. I mean, you know, you know, so, yeah. and, and, and this is what we get caught up in sometimes when you're making hires. And then next thing you know, you're giving these coaches five-year contracts. You yep. fire them after two years. You own $15 million and you keep repeating the cycle over and over and over again. Right. So maybe I mean, Todd sometimes. Bowles is another guy who's like very quiet. and yeah, Very quiet. So, so what are you looking for? Are, did we just lose Will? Are you looking for, are you looking for a coach that is magnetic and charismatic? Or are you looking for one that is giving you results or 
can you get it in the same combination? That's all. There you go. There you back. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I didn't even my browser didn't even crash. It was just really weird. It got popped out of there. Um, I I what you like, okay. All of a sudden, great job by you continuing to continue. Your um, I figured you were coming back in. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I'm out. Uh, all right. So I would say that. I think that we see. Well, what do you think about that? I mean, as far as like you mentioned, the Todd Bowles, the, the Caldwells, um, who else? Leslie Frazier, Dabal, some of these these coaches that are not as TV magnetic yeah. and as you know uh, loud and vocal, or, yeah. or you know doing boisterous. all these interviews, yeah, right. boisterous or what have you, versus some of these other you know coaches, yeah, that um, that have more you know reputation. Because it's hard to argue with the way Leslie Frazier's defense is playing. Oh, by the way, without Tredavious White. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they have been, you know, holding that together, losing their top corner, I believe, uh, I don't know, what is it, week 12 or week whatever, yeah. he went down. And, and they've still been good down the stretch, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot might depend, honestly, on this weekend. And that maybe that seems, I don't know if that seems obvious or not. But one, you're going to have, like, if the Chief, let's say the Chiefs win, you know, Eric Bieniemy's going to be probably, you know, you know, tough luck for another news, another year, you know, just because of the Chiefs goes, if somebody goes to the Super Bowl, it's just harder, you know, I think teams are like, don't want to try and wait out and, and miss out on other stuff. So like Eric Bieniemy, maybe he's out of luck or maybe he ends up going to Denver uh, if they really like him, you know, Colorado guy. Uh, but like if the, if, if the Bills win and, and beat the Chiefs and like the Bills defense holds Patrick Mahomes to you know, twenty points or something like that. I think there's a really good chance that Leslie Frazier ends up getting a job, um, just because people are going to say, "Wow, like look at what they are doing." You know, without Trey White, um, you know the way that they're coached up. Same thing. You know, Todd Bowles in that divisional round, or I mean the wild card round, excuse me, against I know Philadelphia, not a very good, not a very good team in, in hindsight, but like he was doing, he was ju just effing with. Jalen Hurts' mind and Nick Sirianni's like game plan. He was dropping Vita Vea into coverage. You know, he was sending all kinds of pressures, and like the Eagles had no idea what they were doing. And you see that something like that happen, and you're like, all right, like maybe Todd, maybe maybe Todd Bowles does need another shot. That D, like if Todd Bowles comes to coach your team, your defense is gonna. If you have defensive pieces, it's gonna be good. Like he's a great defensive coach. Well, and and the thing about Todd Bowles is that he relishes that. Like he's so quiet. And when he used to be the head coach of the Jets, I would always I would always call him Steel Jaw Todd. You know, because he yeah, has yeah. that you know strong jaw that's always showing. Well, he's, like, like, he's like sneaky, funny, and like and also like kind of a <laughs> snack talker. Like yeah. he just he just he just is he just doesn't love the like doing the media stuff. And oh no no really, no! Because like, no. he thinks yeah. the questions are dumb. But yeah. um, he's, he's not wrong most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 he loves you know just holding stuff back during a regular season, unleashing stuff, and and that you mentioned how they were toying with Jalen Hurts and they took their foot off the gas in the middle of that game because oh, it's yeah. like, oh, they totally did. So he relishes that opportunity to bring it when everybody is, is, is watching or what have you. And if he can have another gauntlet run similar to what they did in mm -hmm. the postseason last year, where they went through, what was it? Uh, who were the, the three quarterbacks? It was Breeze. It was Rogers and the three quarterbacks that they defeated all the way to, you know, right, in, uh, to, to the Super Bowl. You know, it, again, if, if they make it, if they if they make another deep run like that, and the Bucks have to lean on their defense because for whatever reason, like Brady's just not putting up big numbers again, mm -hmm. then there's a very very good chance that Todd Bowles will get a head coaching job. So that's what I'm sort of saying is like, you know, if 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 the Rams' offense gets shut down this weekend, 
then you know Todd Bowles' name is going to shoot up. Likewise, if the 49ers go and just run the ball like crazy all over Green Bay, you're going to see Mike McDaniel's name, you know, sort of shoot up the the list of what people are interested in. Same thing if you know D'Amico Ryan, as you point out, if the 49ers lock performance against Green right. Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that the quarterbacks in the in the teams involved in this divisional round are so significant with these matchups that you could really see one or two of these coaches sort of vault themselves up. Like, you know, Buffalo has a great game plan on offense. Josh Allen beats the Bills, and Brian Dable is going to, should you know, should get some more love. I'm telling um, you, I'm just something telling me, talking to me about that, that 49ers game, you know, with that defense. The only, and, and, and I would say the only caveat is, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo and the right shoulder injury that he suffered in the second quarter against the uh, Cowboys and what have you. But just yesterday, Garoppolo said he was feeling fine right now. Mike McDaniel said he's not concerned about it. I was at the last the, the two games ago I was in LA when everyone was like oh is Jimmy G gonna play he comes out and they started off shaky but finished really really strong and definitive yep. in that game so and he has that confidence of a quarterback who has been to the Super Bowl before and I tell you you know mentally when you get to these pressure games that that is a lot to be able to rely on we saw the complete unraveling of a Kyler Murray when you don't have those experiences to to rely on so this is really kind of team up for the things that I'm talking about to happen with the 49ers. So we'll see. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so in other words, coaching news will come slowly, it appears, because a lot of these candidates are still in the playoffs. Oh, keep an eye totally. on or keep an eye on what these guys do this weekend because it will certainly affect their uh you know perceptions. Their, their perception of them in the job market. All right, Justina, mm-hmm. as always, a pleasure. Uh we have four games this weekend and we then we will be down to four teams left. Please tell the people who run your airport in your state, if there's any ice that comes, to not freak out again. Okay? That's right. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Uh-